She can stop me. Oh. Yeah, I can send it back oh, to uh, the guy that did it for us and get him to hook it up, man. So, first off, happy holidays, my nigga. Um, and also, thank you uh, for reminding me about tonight because, boy, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I thought it was, I, I now I was really like, damn, why well, I got that in me? Man, did a lot, knock my discussion board post side. It's like, all right, man, cool. I, 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 once I, after the podcast, all I got to do is finish this paper. Oh, not finish. Don't make me lie to you. I'm going to put about 800 more words on it, though. Bro, couldn't be me. I'm over here just like, yo, he late, but this is a different type of late. Let me call him. What's going on? And it's wild because I'm usually early. Or if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be more than five minutes late, I'm just going to be scheduled. <laughs> and then you, you, you at least reach out and let me know. Exactly. So I'm going like, to reschedule before I'm late because people got stuff to do. That. And I don't know what you planned on your little eight, uh, Monday. You know, eight thirty your time. You might try to uh, plan to slide up on somebody. I don't know what. Nah, nah. Ain't living that bachelor life. I'm just watching Monday Night Football. This bachelor life ain't what it seems to be, because these hoes ain't shit. In the words of Jeezy, hoes ain't shit, and niggas ain't nothing. And if it ain't nothing, then it gotta be something. (laughs) In the the words of Gucci Mane, look at my opponent. (laughs) Look at man. Don't even talk to me about football. I was so close. To being somebody and winning a league. And this week, <laughs> Kyler Murray decided he wanted to shit the bed. He did that um, last week, too. Completely forgot to play football. Um, <laughs> I should have went ahead and hung my hopes on, on Matt Stafford. I feel like he may go off. Although we also played down to the Seahawks, so there's no telling. <laughs> but I'm going to get tonight, uh, tomorrow night because COVID has wrecked sports. Yeah, I'm watching, I'm watching Chicago right now. The Browns game wasn't it for me. I didn't care about the winner, but uh, I enjoy watching Justin Fields play. So yeah, he's pretty entertaining. Uh, yeah. But let's, before we get into it, let's go ahead and start this week's show. I guess you could say this is uh, this is the holiday show. This is the sixth episode in the holiday uh, special. Um, I wish I could say we had a bunch of holly jollies to talk about tonight, uh, but I don't really know what where, where we're gonna go. Um, but as always. Uh, this is uh, The Real Spill with your boy C. And it's your boy B. And we thank y'all, uh, folks that do listen, for listening um, and giving us your ear uh, to kind of ramble on and talk about, you know, what we want to talk about. Um, so I, go ahead, Doc. I want to I touch upon you. You you kind of like started the com- conversation. You know, you talked about me being a bachelor out here in these streets. I want to talk about all these people that are watching this right now. No one they ain't giving nor receiving any Christmas gifts from a significant other. How that feel? I just <laughs> you picked, being somebody that's married. I just picked up. Put us uh, up on game. I just picked up one of the last gifts today. I want to pick up one more tomorrow, and then I'll have everything uh, for Christmas. Uh, but, but do you remember those lonely nights? Like, was it lonely? Like in the day, these holidays coming, I ain't got to spend nothing. Not a thing. No, nah, because it was real easy not to spend nothing because I ain't had no money. Like, when I didn't have money, it's really easy to explain to somebody, like, I can't get you a gift because I have no money. Um, uh-huh. I can go out here and sell my body, but meat don't sell the way <laughs> other things sell. So I'm not even, I don't know, I might get you $20, a $20 gift, maybe, on a good day, walking that, stri- walking that strip. Um, but it's, it's a nice it's a nice feeling, man. Um, I'm, I've always... 
Well, at this point in my life, let me not say always, because yeah, I used to have a job. So I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Uh, <laughs> in this adult part of my life where I've had a job, um, and they they pay me all right. Um, being able to buy like my mom and my my family gifts is a highlight, and I, and I love shopping for my wife. Um, and I find new stuff out every year. Um, figured out something this year that helped me get uh, a gift um, uh, for her. But like again, buying for folks that's been buying me forever um, is a good feeling. And so far, I think this is Christmas number five. Well, I bought um, my family gifts, and they they love them every year. So number five. Last year, I try I try to make up for past Christmases. Cause yeah, last year was my first Christmas at the crib in like four years. I bought everybody a gift, like aunties, uncles, the gifts. Probably spent like three k on gifts. What's the wildest thing you bought? Wildest? Wildest thing you bought for Christmas? I'm, I'm like, as in like last year or this year, just in general. Just in general. Man, this year I said I wasn't gonna buy none for Christmas. I ended up buying my OG an Apple Watch, and she she been wanting an Apple Watch. She been wanting to watch track her blood pressure, her steps, all that stuff. So I go buy her Apple Watch. We had we had the spot. I'm like, what you want? Which one you want? She's like, I don't know. And then, if it's up to me, I'm gonna get the newest model. So I end up dropping five hundred. Of course, her. you know Apple and won't get it from. To, to to me, that's wild because she she ain't gonna use it nothing but to walk with. But that's the most that's the watch that's the most applicable to her phone. The way Apple set up won't let nothing else in there. So nothing. Like I my Fitbit kind of. Kind of tracks the way it's supposed exactly. to exactly. Kind of, exactly. I feel like an Apple Watch would be way more accurate, exactly. Um, but you 500, she done spent moon you and your lifetime. See, we're, we're talking about gifts for Christmas, holidays, not lifetime. And so, okay, it, again, so how many and, Christmases so, you've had? You've had what 20, so, so any, any age, any Christmas before I was employed does not count because she knew I didn't have money. So, I mean, <laughs> anything that I lived at the crib. Uh, so that's until I was about nineteen. You said you was then, old. You was then, old then. And then any, any of my college years, but I did get her gifts during my college years. But I don't even count those because it was like, you know, I, I, I was spending my last sometimes. But I always gotta get OG right. So, but see, in college OG, you had like old jobs anyway. Like, yeah, well, I had bread in, in college. Yeah, but um, for for my OG, I, I get her whatever she wants, whatever she wants, whatever she wants. She gonna get it. Don't matter. And I, I I have a lot of people in my life like that. Like, if you want something, and I know I could, I got you. Like, I get it. Like after I bought her the watch, we went over to the mall, and they grabbing stuff. Right, I'm like, whatever. They she getting other gifts for other people, and then we get to the register, and then my brother got him some stuff, and I looked at my mom like, go ahead, I'll take care of it. Like, if she want to go look at something, she like, here's my card. I was like, I don't need your card. So. My gift to other people unintentionally was I bought the gift that you're gonna receive, but you ain't know it was me. And they ain't gonna watch this podcast, so they they still don't know. So it's a good feeling, man. It's it's a good feeling shopping for others during this time, man. Um, that was a good feeling though you can swipe your card and not get denied. What <laughs> the best feeling? Hey, at that point where you swipe your card and it get denied now, you know, oh, this is just let me go ahead and let me rub my chip real quick. Is it got to be the card? Because I I know this money's in there. <laughs> but 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 let, let, let me ask you this i want to keep this on significant others any girlfriends out there because girls are uh traditionally poor gift givers traditionally poor gift givers they they think oh it's the holidays i'm throw some some kitty and some head at you and it's gonna be okay 
No, nah, that's a regular Wednesday, fam. I don't. I, I've never met these women that you talk about that, that, so, that they had to offer. That is, I, I want. No, I want more. I want. I want more for you. I'm. I'm talking about girlfriends, no, talking about side pieces. So, I, like, are you, I, I want you to tell me your top three gifts that you received from a significant other. Top three gifts that I've received. And your wife can't be more than once on the list. And my wife can't be more than once on the list. Well, my wife is definitely number one on the list. <laughs> last year, buddy, I got about, I want to say a good, at least a band and a half, which is gold. Chain, bracelet. Gold I, all I in look, my train. I look like I sold dope, Gold all and in I my And I don't rank. sell dope. But Lord, gold she had me back. Hey, everything, bro. Don't gold. Me, just and, and I'm gonna just no small flex, but not gold plated, buddy. Like not gold plated. Like gold, gold, like Austin Powers, bro. Oh, that's the best gift I done got. Because so for two reasons, it's exactly what I asked. And I love my wife to death. So she's from uh, upper middle class family, yeah. up north, PG County, all black people. Upper middle class black foot. She is like the all the gold shit that I want. She doesn't really get it, um, but it's cute because she got it for me. And it's like yes, <laughs> I, I get it. like I don't understand this nigga tree, but here you go. <laughs> and, 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 but she let me partake in the nigga tree, and I, I appreciate it all the time. Um, second gift I want to say was when I was a jit. This is high school, uh, but I'm a huge Superman fan. I got Superman tattooed on my arm, like the actual word because. It was at a time where other people were getting the symbol tattooed on them. It was like five people I went to high school with had it on. And I'm like, you were, you were a big Superman person. I remember now in undergrad, can't, yeah. I can't get the symbol tattooed on me. So my dad went and he got Superman's real name tattooed on his uh, knuckles, Khalil. And I was like, that's dope. That's again how you show that you're a real fan of something. Uh, like, well, what else can I do? Well, Superman, that's the best I got. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend at the time bought me some Superman pajama pants. Now, I know it goes, people can be like, pajama pants? The sentimental value, right? Again, I really, really, really like Superman, dude. Like, really. Superman I, and Spider-Man. I understand. Superman, I, I, Spider-Man, I'm, and Batman. I'm Batman, so I understand. Bat- Batman's my top. And my top Batman, Batman, as I be- become an adult, I've become even more a fan of <laughs> Batman and beat your ass, bro. Like, just when it just, just, just these hands is all I got, bro. And that's all I need. That's all I need is these hands. Like, I don't got no superpowers, except I'm white man with a bunch of money, which, again, if you don't believe that's superpower, time. if you don't know that's the prep time, that's, listen, being a white man with a, super, with a lot of money is the greatest superpower in the history of comic books. Not flying, <laughs> shooting rays out of his eyes, none of that. I got a bunch uh. of money. Um, so that was that's number two. And when I think about number three, Christmas gifts, Christmas gifts, or gifts in general, okay. Um, so this third one's food. (laughs) This third one's food. It was Valentine's Day in college. Um, somebody was we doing the distance thing, and I just show up to my um, I show back up to see it. I had a couple, it's going from the library, and it's uh. Papa John's outside, nigga. I hate Papa John's. Papa John's got to be the nastiest piece in the world. Nastiest piece in the world. Um, shit tastes like cardboard. Um, was the thought that count, huh? So I didn't know that they did this. They make pieces in hearts if you ask yeah. them to. Um, again, I'm I'm a sucker for sentiment, man. Um, so again, my wife 
letting me partake in the niggatry and get me all that gold. <laughs> Again, this it's the the sentiment uh, on top of the gold, right? Allow me to be me. Superman pants. You can't go wrong getting me Superman anything, uh, me or my dad. <laughs> um, and then yeah, that heart shaped pizza because when I tell you, bro, I was hungry and ain't had no fun. I was waiting for Cecil to go ahead and hit that direct deposit. Cause oh man, <laughs> I was thirteen. Oh, thirteen. Fifteen couldn't come that. fast enough. Well, I feel you on that. So you, so cause cause you said that you've had like the worst. And again, I want more for you because I can't. I, I want I, I more for myself. On. More, I can think of more gifts. Like, so so what? Like, what's been your experience? My, Give me my three. My issue is I'm such a good gift giver. Um. Because I, I, I'm intentional about the things I do. Everything I do comes with intentionality. Even if it's hateful. If I hate you, like, if I'm doing hateful action towards you, it's going to be the most thought-out hate in your life. Like, you're going to be like, dang, this nigga hit me in my soul. Like, he came for me. Like, he remembered everything I hated, and he put it in one. That's how I come. When I beef, I beef. But um, I give so willingly and so intentionally that I never receive in the shape of equivalency. So before so, you get into your gifts, bro, I got a question. Let me so let me ask you this. What is your love language? Uh my number one love language is quality time. Okay. Like we ain't gotta do nothing. We could be at the crib watching TV, you on your phone, you right there. I feel like because I'm one of those people like you kind of know me. Like people know I talk a lot, but when I'm in my space, I don't talk. Like I'll be I'll be at the crib eight, nine, ten hours. I don't even say a word out loud. I mean, but who you so, gonna talk to at the crib aside from your dog? No, no I'm saying even when people come over, like I don't talk. Like unless you talking about something, like I'm at the crib, I'm focusing on what I'm doing, watching TV, I'm just relaxing. Playing Fortnite. Playing for like if I'm playing Fortnite, I'm talking, but like I just really just chill. Like, and if you just being there physically is enough for me. Is enough for me. That quality time is real for me. So quality time's your number one, and I hear you say that. Yeah, like. With the way you give, people don't give the way you give. So again, what's your what's your top three? What so thinking about the way you give, what were the, the three best so, gifts you received? So and from a significant uh, hat to throw that that's, out. That's that's the issue. Yeah, yeah so, that's that's so gonna be the everything's gonna be condoluted. Everything's gonna be condoluted. So the number one gift uh I received, and I'll put them in a bundle because it's from this one person. So this one person I want to beloit with. Um person used to always give me gifts, and I'll and I was like, yo, I remember one time I came back from Florida, drove from Florida to Wisconsin, um, got back, uh, I got back like right after Christmas, it was like New Year's or, or January 2nd, and I get up, and in front of my door there's a teddy bear and stuff like that, wrapped with my name on it, I get in, I saw who it is, I saw them, I'm like, yo, I appreciate it, yada, yada. And then uh, the same person years later, um, uh, I think it was two years ago uh, when I moved to Kentucky, like my second spot in Kentucky, they sent me some homemade brownies, which were the best brownies I ever had. Oh, my gosh. And they just sent me some stuff. And uh, I'm trying to make sure I make sure I send them something. But unbeknownst to me, I didn't know this person liked me. <laughs> um, wait, wait, Vin- wait. You mean the teddy bear outside <laughs> no, of your room? I wasn't thinking like that. homemade brownies. 
Bro, you know me. You see me in action. I'm never on that kind of time. I might joke here and there, but I'm never on that kind of time. Yeah, because but like, it's like short of like showing up to your room in a trench coat like the bro, 90s movie. I, I, woke up, I don't I, understand how she could have gave you any I grew more up of a, in a house full of women. And my sisters and mom always told me, if a girl wants you, she'll make it known. Again, so, so, it's no, the, listen, the, the bears. I, I don't even understand sarcasm. Because I always tell people, like, the way my mind's set up, like, you say something sarcastic, I'll take you seriously. I'm just, because I'm literally that guy. So it's like, I always gotta, like. It's I also the talk. ESL in you. Also the I'm not even trying to be funny. But, it, but then my thing is, I remember one time I said, like, oh, she cute, I'm gonna holler at her. But then, uh, but she was dating someone. And the person she was dating was a girl. So I'm like, okay, she's not on that kind of time. And then we became neighbors, and I was like, "Yo, she cool." I always hung out with her, but she—I've never gotten to sing because I seen her with other people, and she acted around other people the same way she acted around me. So these other people, though, did these other people get homemade brownies and teddy bears? I don't know. Day? I wasn't—I wasn't always around, nigga. I don't you, know. You would have walked up to me like, "Hey, bro." She was I, a baker, though. She was a baker, so she always okay. had company over. So I'm—I you know, don't, nigga, I don't know. So you know, I remember. But, when I but did you? Did you ask? No, because I didn't even, I didn't get the vibe. I didn't get the vibe. We shared a wall. I never got the vibe. Hey, where she can say is no, bro. Where she can say is no to me. And we I know, but I right never got the vibe, bro. Bro, I'm never on that kind of time. Because the thing is, I have enough people on the day-to-day that tell me they like me. Their actions don't prove shit. So people that's just acting like they like me, I just take it as so, good faith. Because I, myself, I'm nice to a lot of people and sometimes they take it as I like them, but then I'm like, no, I'm just being a good person. So, so there, I took it in good faith. There's light. So this is a so listen out here, podcast world. <laughs> this is there's a difference between people being nice, right? Just for the sake of being nice. And there's a when when folks are going out of their way for you. Again, for the Kentucky thing. Yeah, she's a baker. Motherfucker, she had to bake those brownies. Get a dish to put them in and wrap them up nice, put them in a box and send the pay postage. Nigga, she had to pay postage. Who goes to the post office? But, but by this point, we're at Sherman told me that she had like me and everything. Like, so, so you never hated those yellow things on Snap. And you never how I always be like, people be sending me wild shit, but never claiming. She was one of the people that claimed was like, I, I said that. I was like, which one? The one that I had a crush on you in undergrad. I was like, I'm over here looking like boo-boo the fool because I never knew. <laughs> and the worst part is, the worst part out of all of this is, I would have fucked with her. Like, if we had gotten together in undergrad, all my life we would be together right now. We'd probably be married. <laughs> well, I believe you. I believe you. So, all my life. Because I believe she, you. She had that same energy that I had. She was very chill and stuff. And anytime we hung out, it was always cool. But we always, majority of the time, hung out in groups. So, you know, we never... We have random one-on-one moments. So I'll see her and I and I'll give her a hug. You know, I, I always hug people, lift them up. But that, that's just me. That's the southern in me, you know. Give people a nice little bear hug, you know. <laughs> but but like, and I've tried. Destiny was just not on a. Okay. So I was like, man, maybe maybe I should move closer. Maybe I should move back up north. I, mm-hmm. I, I got a job offer and a job in Chicago. So I was like, this a couple years ago. Hey, this a couple years ago, and I was Chicago. like, Chicago. Yeah, so that. I got the job offer, and then uh, it was between the job, that job, and the Kentucky job, and then, like, they, the people just acting weird. Uh, they're paying good money, but I didn't like the living space, but then I knew where I was going to be at. Um, it was at, uh, 
Illinois Institute of Technology and stuff like that. It was right there outside of downtown. So it would have been a great spot. But thank goodness I didn't go because COVID hit Chicago like a brick. <laughs> so good thing I didn't go. But, New cities um, was ravaged. So there's been opportunities. I've been trying to like get up there and see what, what could what could happen, but I don't know if I missed it. But so we got the first the first gift again, number listeners. Number one was the brownie and the bear from Belong's Great bear. White Buffalo. I still uh, got that bear. Wouldn't have got away. Um, yeah. So who? What's number two? What's the, the second best gift you've gotten from significant? Oh, I don't. I don't even know if there is a number two. Um, I can say this one for one of my ex, but it's like one of those. It's like it wasn't your gift. It was my gift. Like you were asking people what I wanted for Valentine's Day, and I told them exactly what I wanted. You got got me exactly what I said, and I only but, wanted those things because I was trying to be cost efficient. The thing is, though, bro, even in getting what you want, because so. I, I don't even know if I wanted them. You know, I was just trying to be cost efficient. Like, I was put on the spot. Like, my, my boy put up to me, hey, your girlfriend asked me to try to figure out what you want. You know, what? you know, your homeboy, your homeboy wanted me to play around and try to see what you really want. Man, your girl asked me. And now you're saying the premise like that. Man, I don't want her to spend no bread like that on me. Uh, I guess I'll take a couple snapbacks. Man, and, uh, yada, y'all going to stop. Yada. Y'all going to stop. This high school. This, this, this high school. This high this school. This shy shit. I don't Bro, care. this is 2011. Man, 2012? Oof. <laughs> this is well, that's a, well, that's a minute ago. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> well, that's almost a decade ago. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so what did you get yourself? The, the second best gift was your I mean, idea. That would have been, uh, I got myself a uh, Florida Gator snapback, uh, Patriots, old-fashioned Patriots snapback. Oh, that shit. Got it. with the old Patriots, old uh, Patriots snapback, the old throwback with the guy holding the ball. Um, and I think I got me like a T-shirt. Yeah, you could have threw them, them first two away and just been with a T-shirt. Good. I hate to go on hate, let them hate. I mean, I ain't got nothing to hate on, bro. We uh, uh okay. We pretty uh pretty high in all the right. NFC, so we're gonna be all right. Who are you again? Uh, the Rams. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. OBJ done found his uh done got his uh mojo back. Oh, I'm OG. I'm I'm a fan of OBJ, so you ain't get no hate for me and uh. I can't even think of a third. Everything else would be from my mom, and that's not no romantic relationship. Kind of like, like unfortunately. You see, that's what I mean. I, I want more for you. Yeah, I want more for me too. But thing is, don't tell me you're gonna give me a gift because I'm gonna stop you. If you're gonna give, give. You feel me? Like, like I have people that surprise me with gifts, and I'm like, oh man, that's great. Thanks for the gesture, and I really appreciate it. Like, you could just give me a birthday card, and I might shed a tear because I appreciate that shit. But don't. Try to be like sneaky and try to get me something expensive because I I don't like when people spend money on me, especially when I know you ain't got it like that. <laughs> because I'm a numbers person, I run funds. Me spending a thousand dollars in one day last week meant nothing because I know my funds and I know I got two checks coming in. One coming on Saturday and another coming at the end of the month. I know where my finances are. I'm good. But my boy said he can blow a bag because he know he gonna be okay. Yeah. So if you watch, yeah. if you listen to this and like, should I go to school? Yes. Yes. Nah, I don't. I, I would never recommend school as the first option. That's me. For people that look like me, and I'm going to go on record right now. Bro, we just had this conversation last week. Go to school. No, we're going to have a much deeper conversation because I, I talked to some folks. No. Um, <laughs> that watched it. <laughs> no, just the conversation. I, I have this conversation often. And a matter of fact, I feel like mm, since you ain't got no more gifts, and you started this off, I ain't got no more gifts. 
you start us off. I want to. I want to. I want to pivot to something else, uh, real quick. Uh, college scam or investment? Scam. And see, yeah, no, there are actual scams out there. Um, oh, I will say the way the student loan apparatus is set up, that's a scam. Uh, see, no, I'm not even going that deep into it. I'm talking about the basis, the foundation of what college is. Um, I remember I had a conversation with one of my graduate, uh, my grad program classes, one of my first classes. And they're like, would you ever recommend somebody from your neighborhood to go to school, and, to go to college and even pursue the degree you're getting? I'm like, no, I wouldn't recommend it. Because ultimately, the more you get into more education, the more you realize education is elitism. Like, it's a form of elitism. doesn't have to be. I, I don't disagree with the sentiment that you're saying. I'm just going off of what it is. And, and... And the reality is, I was just I was just having a conversation on my phone, which I gotta text somebody back. They they finishing off trade school in uh in the spring, and they told me they want to go ahead and go get their undergrad degree. I'm like, hold on, how much debt you in for trade school? They said 4K. I'm like, do you know how much they gonna be in for undergrad? It depends on where you go. And they if they down, already got they, a they down here in Miami, if they already got a trade degree, what what they're they going go for and work what. They, but that's the issue is what they're going, what they got their trade in has nothing to do with what they want to get their degree in. They so why they go to grade, why they go to trade school? Who told them to go to trade school? See, and that's the other end of the debate. This people is, saying go to trade school, but if you don't got no plan, it don't matter where the hell you go. I agree with you. They said uh, they were never good at school, so they wanted to see if they could finish something. So first. they went to I, school. I disagree with it. I disagree. I didn't with know it. if I was good at school, so I went to school. So they went to a shorter version, and now they're like, I'm ready to experience college. I'm like, what? School that, is school. Bro, I, I don't disagree with that's, you. That's, that's, the, I that's, just, that's the crux I, of the conversation. Though, I is that I, I, if you'll tell somebody recommend. to go to trade school, if you'll tell somebody to go get their CDLs, if you'll tell somebody to go take anything or go get something that requires a test to get a certificate, they you're telling them to do school. Yeah, but this, this is the difference, I guess. So uh, we know the truth of college because we went to college. College is more, first and foremost, the experience it provides you for the rest of your life. College see, is an And I got to disagree with you there, bro. College is about the experience. But it's, unfortunately... So, so which experience? The academic experience bro, or the social no, no, experience? No, about the social experience. Unfortunately, it, like Asses I.O. model, it's all, about, it's all about the things you do outside the classroom, joining clubs, organizations, sports, activities, that really builds you up as an individual and you just hope you get a degree that's worth some shit at the end. The problem we're having is a lot of people, like I said a couple episodes back, are getting ain't shit degrees. They're going into 60 plus K debt, getting bullshit degrees that they don't want nothing to do with. And then once they graduate, they out here working a minimum wage job and they met at the world. So that's I, my issue. That's I, my issue. That's why I call it a scam because people so, aren't educated enough before they go in. I don't. I don't know if y'all heard him throw, throw that theory in there. He threw. He threw. He threw. He threw, he threw a little theory in there. He threw that's a model. That's his IO model. That's, yeah, that's he, the he threw, he threw a little model. My, uh, so uh, I, I want to bring up. Uh, well, well, first, he, he right that that those things you know what uh, the integration of the academics and the social integration are huge components of what uh, drives retention. However. Yes, I agree. The academic component is the largest reason people don't come back, right? It should, so, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But but it is. So again, what are you going for, right? That's why I, I gave you the choice of scam or investment because 
we we uh first episode we was hooked on words, right? So I want to bring yeah. us back to words. This I is why that. I say that. this, this is why I say investment, right? Just like any good investment, bro. If I just put my money somewhere, I didn't research what the hell it is this company does. I haven't looked at what they've done the past five years, the past 10 years, the past six months, right? As far as returns, I just put my money there. And I'm like, fuck it, it's going to work out. And it doesn't work out. Any smart thing person would be like, damn, I didn't do my research. I didn't do my due diligence and I just put my money somewhere. That's an investment. We make investments all the time, right? I'm not disagreeing with money. So you know in order to get a good return on your investment, which is what an education is, it's not a guarantee that you're going to hit the jackpot. And, yes. and, and, and if you're listening to this and anybody ever told you that, a teacher ever told you, yo, go to school and you're going to make a million dollars. They lied to you and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They went to school and they broke. Um, just like me, because I'm a teacher. So <laughs> what I'm going to tell you as a teacher is getting the degree is not enough and it will never be enough and it's never been enough and it's not going to ever be enough. All right. The degree, the classes, the, the everything that you learn and that you do, those skills you have to then network with. Right. So we probably know a lot of smart people who are shitty people. Right. And people wonder why, you know, you went and you got all this, this hard science degree and you know all these things about engineering and chemistry and physics. But you're a terrible person. Or in the case of where we went to school, you went to school and studied anthropology, sociology and all these things about other people. Um to only come out and be a bad person yourself. Um, you can't do anything with that, right? So in learning at your school of choice, right, which should be your school of choice, you should be looking at where you're going. Because to your point about your friend being 4K in debt, if they want a, I, bas- if they want a never, bachelor's degree... Never said this was my friend. Just somebody okay, the person, somebody, had a this, conversation, somebody had a that he had a conversation with. Yeah. Not a friend. They're 4K in debt. <laughs> and your recommendation is to not continue school because... You gonna grow that debt, right? No, my recommendation to them is like you gotta plan this out before you just hop into school, because then because they can finish that, they can finish a bachelor's degree. They finish in the spring, but they have no plan. They haven't even thought about how much it's gonna cost. So there are so many good community colleges in Miami, and again, I I, my my dissertation is looking at community colleges, right? They're the they're one of the largest services servicers of black men, right? So I don't know what this person's uh, gender identity is. But if they want a black uh, masculine presenting individual, community college is going to be best served for them anyway, especially as they figure out what they want to do. I also am not a big proponent of folks going to college to figure out what the hell you want to do. Because um, that's a very expensive that, that's, that's brainstorming it right session. there. Unfortunately, brainstorming session. unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people go to college and so, two years in, they feel like they're trying to figure it out on the go, which I disagree with. So who? So how do you prepare again? An investment. You you have to prepare for where you're placing your money. Or yeah, I, in my case, when you take a large sum of money <laughs> from other people, <laughs> the government. I, I also uh, think it has to start before before college. Like everybody has to start like, way before I, college. I went to college preparatory high school. I'm first gen. I didn't know everything, but I knew enough. And I didn't go I to a college prep. To go, to go in, I knew enough to go in with a plan. And if you've seen anything about me, I fit, I try to plan things out. And not a lot of folks are going with the with the plan, right? So again, that's why I think it's a college scam. It's, not, it's not a scam because of what it is. But it's a scam of unfortunately how it's used. Oh, uh, bro. Okay, so we're finna get into words. So a scam. So if I tell you that I got three cards here and you got to find a queen and you give me $5 and I move, I flip over all three cards and there's never a queen. 
because I didn't put one I, in the fucking deck. That is a I, scam. That's I won't, I, I'm I scamming won't, you. I won't move off of your example. The way college is advertised, when I see them, when I see the commercials on TV, it's a land of opportunity for whoever. But the reality is, you're getting a lot of broke people to go to school that gonna leave with a lot of debt and most of the time with no degree. Because they're not, because they ill prepare us but for that transition. That the, some of the scam is in the advertising too. That's so, what, I, I'm looking, I'm looking, yeah. So right. they get us, but again, is it a scam? Be, is it a scam because we're failing out, right? Because there are a lot of people that uh, attrition is, is, is a common thing, right? And there are factors outside of for preparation that have to do with us failing out. Right. It's not just that we come like again, I went to a rural community. The reason that I got the counseling that I did um, was because of the classes that I was in. It was very heavily segregated. Right. It was two of me in my advanced math and science class. That was it. There was a whole bunch of us at school. Right. That type of shit is intentional. Right. So I knew what to do to get to college. The other brother that was <laughs> in the classes with me knew what to do to get to college. My cousin knew because his mom graduated from the University of Florida, and his dad had a degree as well. So the people in my circle had folks to prepare us. And, of course, community colleges had programs that partnered with my high school that we went on that, shout out black women, that worked at the school and was the mothers of the church, took us to different HBCU, right? So all of that, I have to take into account, just like you just took into account your college prep, right? If it starts before college, that's where it starts, right? That everyone should have the experience that you did and that I did when it comes to being prepared. But that's not the case. They don't all, we all, and I'm talking about us, because again, I know a whole bunch of folks. I went to private school, so that's also a little different too. So I'm public. Okay, so now we got got two completely different. Yeah, that's all my experience. But I've worked in both. Uh, So I worked in a private school that again, I can tell you again, that was and even though I worked at a public charter, that was a college prep school still. The private school and the way the, the college prep approached college preparation, the charter school was just like, hey, look at these schools. These things exist. We might go to a couple of them to visit them. Your college counselors are going to try to you know, get you, but your test scores are terrible. I had seniors still taking the, the, the state test to graduate, right? So we're showing folks this. But we're not really helping with access. We're just showing them something. The private school is completely different. I want to. I, I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say the word pivot. But I'm still. I'm still on the scam aspect because college, first and foremost, is not for everybody. It's not. But and that's the and way investing in the stock market is not for yeah, everybody. Exactly. But the way things are advertised, and I'm. I'm my my main bias of it being a scam is the way it's portrayed and given to the people. College isn't, isn't for everybody, but education is, is for everyone. And oh, I no, education I'm a big should proponent be free. of education. Education I'm a big should be proponent of education. I remember my whole thing is I love to learn, but I hate school because the system of school is very, to this day, is like. It's, it's, a, it's a business. It, but then the business side of me understands, but if you ask me as a person, I don't like this and that. So again, um, is it a scam if 
to me, if I told you how much it's going to cost, Doc, if I told no, you how much this is going to cost, that's you, not the reality. That's that doesn't happen. I don't know that about you, happen. but I I got a I got, when I got my package from Beloit, they had the price tag on that thing. See, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about before people even apply. Like most people are taught through the school I went to. Um, I know people that had. I know Valor Victorians that I graduated before because they peaked in high school because college wasn't for them. It had nothing to do with where they wanted to go in life, but they were forced down that way. They were forced down by the pressure of Paris or Axon factors. I'm just throwing out but what, but, I don't know, but again, I don't what know the exact reason. So if you don't want to go to college, my, my question to my students was always this. You're not going to college. What are you going to do? And it's not, I agree, that's, 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 that's not a hyperbolic question. question. I'm serious. That's a, that's a valid question. What, because again, you, question. you keep alluding to a plan. And I don't give a damn if you're going to school or you're not going to school, you're going to trade school, you're going to the military, you still have to have a plan. It's the same same thinking these LLC cats have, right? This entrepreneurship shit. That yeah. Everyone, they push, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, you should work for yourself. Bro, if you lazy, working for yourself plan, is, the, is the last thing you need. Yep, yep, if I you agree. lazy, working for yourself is going to leave you broke and hungry. Keep I working agree. for somebody else. Because back, bro, you, we athletes. What coach used to say? You Which ain't gonna practice like any mm-hmm. any good coach. We ain't talking about you, know, you. You know what we ain't talking about. Don't <laughs> uh, if you ain't if you practice like shit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, bro. You ain't cutting that shit on on Saturday. You ain't exactly. cutting it on. So I, I can't fault the universities for people's lack of preparation. What I can fault them for is again allowing someone who's eighteen years old to take out a whole lot of money in debt. Right, and then not having the systems in place to help the most vulnerable population, right? That's what I can fault them for because that's what they have direct control over. That price tag, and then when I get here, how are you helping me integrate into the social and academic sections? But they're figuring that out. And to be completely honest, I, I see what you're saying. It's been about 25, 30 years for them, to, at least the literature, where colleges even started thinking that that was even their fucking responsibility. <laughs> for a long time, the literature was like, if you fail out, you stupid. And that's why you failed out. Uh, I, I, I see what you're saying, but I'm I'm still hard pressed on the way things are, and I could only go. This is a very uh, subjected, anecdotal experience of mine. So this, what I'm saying, does not represent the majority. It just represents of the people I know in my immediate area of what their college experience was and how it went for them. So this this has by no means goes for everybody. But my boy said disclaimer: I am not an expert. So don't let me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'm speaking on my experience because anecdotal is only I'm only taking into account of things that I know and not I'm not using outside numbers. Um, it to me it's still a scam. Like I didn't, I, if it wasn't for sports, I wouldn't have went to college. If it wasn't for sports, I wouldn't went to Beloit. <laughs> was, no, no, like I was like I had my offers and I had all these things. If it wasn't for sports, I would have went to college. I graduated high school with a pretty high GPA. Uh, I was smart. We flex real quick. Which we flex? What was? It? Well, weighted or unweighted? Bro, we only do weight around here. We took we, we took the hard classes on purpose. <laughs> talking about? I only give people my weighted GPA. <laughs> what? Your weighted? That's the that's the one the four point scale, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's so, five. The on the five point scale, I graduated from four point four six or four point four seven. On a 4.0 scale, I had like a 3.5 or 3.6. One of those. So, ain't no one is. Aren't you Mr. 4.0 over there? Nah, I was uh, <laughs> I was a 4.6 on the 5.0 and I had a 3.8. Oh, 
Um, Listen, man, school ain't difficult. That's for me. Uh, let me, because again, this is the elitism he was talking about. Um, school is not the hardest it, thing, but it is for me. The original purpose it was elitist, but I mean, it depends on what. what, what so when it, it depends on when you think education started, right? So I think well, so I, the the, right. the the Greeks and the Romans, right, of just asking okay, questions no, no, and no, people no, hanging no. out, but the. I, I, what we have here, I'm talking about the history of higher ed. Oh, higher ed was always so, so because because that's what my majors is. So I've done the history from back in the 1600s of when these first old schools got developed. That's why I'm like, this thing is a scam. It was not meant. I guess it's like it's meant for certain people. Or so like, it was it was meant to prepare, well, people to go out and run their family. Businesses. It was it was meant it was meant originally just for smart motherfuckers to, to sit around and be smart, and then it became uh, the industrial revolution. Right, moves to having like all schools preparing people for the workforce. Um, but even again, right, even in its inception, school higher ed wasn't expensive. It was you, once you got in, if you had some extra, because again, the idea of extra money was a foreign concept. You uh, said ex- it wasn't expensive? When we think about, like, again, how much debt people were in, even when you scale it for inflation, they're not in, they were not nearly as much debt as we are in now. Well, well we got to take into account back then, say, 17, 1800s, a mother would be traveling four to six months to get to school. So we, we ain't even, we can't, we, we can't go all the way back to the, the but that's, that's 17. Where my higher education, but so like, again, the history, but higher ed in, in the 1700s, 1800s, specifically after the, the civil war, that's when we started seeing the change. And even yeah. then it wasn't the most expensive thing. It doesn't start becoming expensive because like, this is what they do when access started. Right. So when it stopped just being the elite, being able to go to college. And we started seeing when the Morse Act was passed, right? And the ag colleges started cropping up and you started seeing these farmers start going to school. Price tags start going up. But you could still afford to go. It wasn't because the government was footing most of the bill. It wasn't until Reagan that it became your responsibility. I ain't gonna talk about Reagan. He the devil. Uh, why Reagan. are you doing this slippery slide? I was, I was about to ask her knowing that her Reagan all wrong. Well, no, because we're doing we're talking about the history, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. But you, you, it's like you saying, yeah, let's talk about great ships and then talk about the Titanic. No, because we start with Titanic. <laughs> we and that wasn't a great ship. I don't know. No, we're talking about great as in like mass size for its era. We're talking about things in its era, like. Back then, you're talking about the inexpensiveness. But see, you're and you're talking, so if we're talking about eras again, this era of higher education and where you are taking it from the, the history of higher ed's inception in the Western part of the world, they're not, they weren't doing the same thing. So, and no, this, this is what I say. I just think now in the year 2021, there's more options available that you go. And, and people got to remember this premise I work at a university. I help both recruit and retain students, but then I can only I can only help if the student actually wants to be there, and then we can we usually work out everything through from that point on. Um, the want to is key, but I'm just saying in this day and age, the options are so limitless, and there's a plethora of options that 
If you're going to get drugs here, you might as well get drugged over there. It might be easier. <laughs> I just I'm always not... remember the, the study, right, of in my lifetime, how much money I'll get compared to someone who hasn't gotten the degrees that I have. And of course, again, even relative to the debt that I'm in, right? I'm about to get ready to be Ooh. in the Hey, top. shout out to your boy, Joe. Hey, again, if you're listening to this, I hope you don't get offended. But if you do, I mean it. Um, now bring the offense. Bring the offense. <laughs> white men not keeping their word does not ever surprise me. I don't care if it's the president of the United States. I don't care if it's a janitor. If a I white mean, man tells me he's going to do something and he does not do it, I am not ever surprised or upset anymore because, bro, I've been black for 28 years and that's, nigga, that's the freaks. I, <laughs> I, I just want to know how that boy offering through the loan forgiveness and said, all right, we cut it in off early. <laughs> we cut it off early. <laughs> and I mean, this oh, isn't an, uh, to absolve him at all because they did, this administration did promise to stop student loans, but one thing they did do that I appreciate, and I'm going to take full advantage of, was the infrastructure, that, and the nonprofit, um, the forgiveness, the actual forgiveness for us folks who've been working in nonprofits for the last few years, because El Trumpito was saying no to everything came across his desk. From what I'm hearing from my teacher friends and my folks who've been working in nonprofits for the set number of years, Joe's been saying yes to everything coming across his desk. Uh, so if you've been working in nonprofits for I think it's seven years, get a paperwork filled out. <laughs> if you seven want just a long time, hmm? oh, seven yeah. years is a long time. It's a long time. And and I, it, and it, and I worked in nonprofits for I, I I worked in nonprofits for a year and a half. Can I get a little son? Hey, bro. Exactly. You dudes, I've been in here seven years. Nonprofits bro. making nothing. I I agree with the. Uh, the basis of the concept of paying your dues, but at some point across the board, Joe Biden need to forgive forty thousand k off each person through the loan. And I'm gonna tell you what I said in the last episode when we discussed this. I want you to shit in one hand, and I want you to wait on Joe to put your student loan forgiveness in the other. Bet well, one ain't nobody wait for him. I'm one of those black people that lost a black car when I didn't vote for him, and I'm okay with that. No, you can keep your black card. You heard what Joe long said. As long as if you, you are vote, black, long as you, you vote don't Kanye, vote for Joe Biden. As long as you vote for Kanye, we good. <laughs> if you are black and you didn't vote for Joe Biden, <laughs> you aren't really black. <laughs> well, I said, How white man going to say that? If you black and voted for Donald Trump, I can say the same thing. See, I don't have any issues because I just don't vote. Because you can, you can do that my, too. my moral standing doesn't allow me to compromise bullshit. And, and you know I what, brother? I can't even hit you with the, your ancestors, nigga, because you is Haitian. So <laughs> your ancestors <laughs> wasn't even around here. Yeah, trying people to were like, your ancestors is mm. I'm like, I'm nope, like, my, not, not, people, not mine. <laughs> not I. Not my ancestors. My, my ancestors didn't ride the bus to, to get voting rights. That's not nah. what we did. Nah, um, we didn't do all that. However, if my grandmother heard that I was not voting, that would... Oof. I don't even yeah. want to think about what she did. If the, if the FBI, FBI listening now, they can come arrest somebody in my house now. Apparently, the last two elections, I didn't vote, but somehow they got a slip from me. So, oh, FBI, yeah, you, big, you, you know, big brother, watch. Yo, if you got to pull up and put some cuffs on somebody, Trump was right. <laughs> These are I, some fake votes. I'm going to tell you right <laughs> now. I ain't vote. I ain't they, vote. They've been pulling up on people anyway. Hey, tell them pull up, pull up to the MIAO. We here well, with it. We um, 
we only got a couple minutes. It's been a close on us. You know, we only got a set number of time on the Zoom. Uh, however, you know what time it is. Uh, I'm with thoughts. Uh, we had a very interesting show today. Moving from uh, gifts to uh, high ed being a scam to man, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell her. I'm like, hey, make sure you watch this episode that I'm gonna send you on Wednesday. Let's send uh, out to everybody. I'm sure, make sure you watch that episode I'm gonna send you on Wednesday. Next, when, when we, we I get some fire ignited. When we when we link the next time though, I want to continue this higher ed conversation. I want us to bring in somebody, uh, another higher ed expert. So I'm, you can reach I'm out ready. to Ron. I, I've been, bro, I'm ready to press and start bringing in some guests. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's going to be really good. Um, um, hearing somebody and, else in higher education, having three people, because I want to, again, there's two brothers in here that work for university. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll bring a third one. And the thing is, I think Ron will just split hairs with us, because I think you're you're speaking on the possibility, and I'm just more on the intrinsic intrinsically like this is what I've seen and known and I don't disagree with none of your points that's the thing I don't disagree with none of your points I think everything you say is valid so I just so I just, again if, if that's the case how is it a scam no, no as in like I think everything you say is valid but when you're asking me personally I'm putting numbers aside I'm giving you my personal opinion I think it's a scam Okay, so we're gonna have to next time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're gonna have to take it objectively. I I want opinion out of it. (laughs) Again, do you feel like having this thing puts your life in puts you in a better position? And we ain't finna do this right now because again, it's gonna cut off and everybody's just gonna be mad because we're just gonna keep going and it's gonna be the end of the show. Man, man, give me give me your real spill for the week, man. Give me your Um, real spill. Merry Um, and happy Kwanzaa. Those who celebrate that. Um, and with all of the talk that we're having that we've had today, um, in the, the last few weeks, um, and the way the last two years have been going, um, regardless of who's in the White House, you need to know one thing. And this, again, I'm sorry if you listen to this and you are not uh, a uh, the Negro persuasion, uh, but this is a message for us. I listen to a podcast called A Black Hand. And I hear this brother, one of, one of the many, the four brothers on the podcast say this often. He's a, another educator. Uh, but he says, you know, if you're waiting for somebody to come save us, mm, we got to we gotta miss all that, right? So, again, when I vote and I exercise my civic duty, I feel like that's my civic duty. You feel like your protest vote is your civic duty? That's your thing, too. Uh, what we all must do after that is the work. Like, there's actual work that needs to be done, right? There's... Um, a child that you could probably have lunch with at your child's school on top of your kid. Um, there's somebody that needs some volunteering at a church somewhere. There's a shelter that would like someone to help pass out food. Um, there are actual things that you need to be doing. Um, and I think the holidays is a very good reminder of that. Um, that I don't know how about anybody else. I'm tired of waiting on somebody. Um, and again, I can be upset at Joe or I can keep doing what I was doing before, which is being in the community. Um, and love my people as loud and as proud as I possibly can um, until they make that illegal. Because um, who who knows when that's going to happen. Um, oh, hold, so, hold on a second. Before you continue, uh, I also want us, next time we meet up, and I'm going to send you around the clip of what Kamala Harris said to Charlamagne the God when he asked her some questions uh, this past week on his show on, on the God on his truth when Kamala Harris was on there. Uh, what did I do? So, 
Well, we were definitely gonna talk about that too. You just brought yeah, I get on I get on the soapbox about folks going on a politician going on the Breakfast Club and shows like that. Period. Um, but even to that point, do what you can do, um, and and don't don't wait on anybody um, to to save us because we've been waiting on them. Um, and the best they've done for us is kill and jail our heroes. Um, and then told us that we can't teach it in school um, as educators. Uh, that's the best that they have for us. Um, so in that, the realest feel of the week is if the capacity that you have for that is loving on your family during the holidays, whether it be gift giving or just presence, know that loving on your family and loving yourself wholeheartedly is the most radical form of black love that you can have. And I want everybody to have it this holiday season, going into the new year, and pushing forward, all right? Because everybody don't got the capacity to go out in March um, and and volunteer um, extra time that they don't have. But we can all do that last part. Love yourself, love your family unapologetically every day, twice on Sunday. Uh, my real spill of the week is a post that I made this weekend. I put on social media, and I'm going to reread it over here and go into a quick little tidbit about it and then be done. Um, all the bad things in your life, all the things you don't like, all the things you complain about are your fault. End the year with accepting and taking accountability. Um, it's easy to blame others. Like Sometimes others are to blame. No cap. Sometimes it was a trickle-down effect because somebody did one thing, somebody did. But at some point, you got to take ownership. Like, sometimes somebody did F you over, but how did you react to make that situation better? Or did your reaction only made it worse and then it got to a point where it blew up in your face? Like, at some point, like, I, I had to just, I was in thought this weekend. I'm like, a lot of the stuff in my life are my fault. Not my fault because I did something, but my fault because of the way I reacted or the way in the moment I just didn't take the ownership of, yeah, that's me and move forward from it. Um, So people out there listening, what in your life is holding you back this year? Um, and it's the holidays. What haven't you let go? Well, what ha- what are you holding on that's dragging you down unintentionally? That's your fault. Like, it may be because of X, Y, and Z factors, but at the end of the day, it's your fault because you're holding on to it still. You haven't let it go. You haven't allowed yourself to, to grow in the moment. Um, one of the quotes I sent out today is, uh, uh, the, the grass is greener where you water it. Like, where are you taking care of you in the point that you're watering your own grass instead of thinking, oh, I just got to move. I got to go somewhere else to make this a better life for myself. Like, but if you're still the same you in a new location, you gonna get the same results. So, um, just, just, it's your fault. And that's what we talking about. And ownership. Yes, sir. Thank you for bringing that background, uh, to the point about preparation. And if you ain't, if you ain't able to take care of what you supposed to take care of, what'd you do to get to that? point? Exactly. Right. And, we thank y'all for tuning in, man. Um, love on your family, whether that be physical people, your animals. Yeah, don't love on no ghosts. That gets a little weird. Um, but we appreciate you listening. Um, we're going to start the Patreon at the top of the year. So if you really, really like us and you want a little control over what we talk about, uh, we do take money. Like we are gonna we are gonna have some cash apps and links and ways you can donate in the words of Dr. Omar. Donations, donations, donations. 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 And <laughs> who knows if we get enough support, we may even give some back to folks. 
you know, given is what we do around here, as we've said in other play and other episodes, and this one in particular. So, love yourself. Thank you for tuning in to the real spill. Signing out, your boy C, your boy B. Hey, happy new year, y'all.